0: Hi, I'm Godman Akinlavi. Thank you for joining me on the Better Have Relationship Podcast. This podcast is designed to strengthen marriages and relationships that will lead to marriage with the wisdom of God. On this episode, I will be discussing, does God want me to get married? While I was single, I <laughs> often thought of marriage and is with some kind of fear of, will I ever get somebody to marry me or to love me? just the way I am. And if you're single and I've been waiting for your spouse for a while, or maybe you've been in a series of unsuccessful relationships, you may find yourself asking uh, the question, does God want me to get married? Another way uh, this question is asked is, uh, is marriage for everyone? Or does being unmarried mean I'm out of God's will for my life? I will speak to three broad categories of people who might be asking this question. One, those trusting for a spouse but are yet to meet or commit to one. Two, those who don't think uh, they are cut out for marriage. And uh, the last one, those who are married but now regret uh, doing so. Uh, Maybe because the marriage is not panning out the way uh, they had always imagined it. God said to Adam in his word, It is not good for man to be alone. Uh, and he said, I will make for him uh, a helpmate for him. Uh, this was God's idea. So being isolated was the first situation in uh, creation that God said wasn't good. So God uh, saw the first man and said, It's not good that this man will be alone. Uh, It's not good that it will be isolated or without any kind of meaningful intimacy or connection. God wants all of us to enjoy companionship. That's a big word, companionship, and also love and help. You see, those three words are very critical to human existence, companionship, uh, love, and help. It's not good that a man or a woman, uh, you know, to be alone. Uh, So, the the, the need for love, help, and companionship uh, came before the assignment of procreation. Man cannot thrive without love, companionship, and fellowship, or camaraderie, or connection. However, man can survive without sex or procreation. So, when you think about relationship or think about marriage, focus your mind more on companionship, help, love, you know, connection, rather than procreation or sex. So, My first answer to this question is that God does not want you to be alone. Please have that at the back of your mind. God does not want you to be alone. He wants you to have someone or people that you love, who will return your love and who you can do life with. Uh, Like I often say, we're created for connection, not isolation. So if that person becomes your spouse, even better. I mean, the person that is close to you, that you have a bit of companionship with. Well, I mean, in Matthew 19, in, this, in the Holy Scriptures, uh, verse 11 and 12, uh, Jesus spoke about celibacy. And he, he, he said it this way. Uh, the Bible says, But he said to them, All cannot accept this saying, but only those to whom it has been given. It means that there's some people that have a gift. celibacy or when he said those who have been given it means they've been given grace divine enablement uh to be able to exist without uh the deepest level of intimacy which is to get married it it does not mean that they will not enjoy companionship uh, connection fellowship care help they will but you know the highest level uh, of of connection of companionship is intimacy in marriage uh, which is what uh, Jesus said, these people have the divinely given ability uh, to be excluded from that and still live a meaningful and fulfilling life. So for uh, he continues by saying, for there are eunuchs who were born thus from their mother's womb. And there are eunuchs who were made eunuchs by men under compulsion. Amen. And there are eunuchs who have made themselves eunuch for the kingdom of heaven's sake. He who is able to accept it, let him accept it. Uh, So in the words of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he he emphasized the fact that there will be people who will be able to accept uh, remaining eunuchs, maybe just for the sake of the kingdom, or maybe just uh, under compulsion because of their work or anything like that, or just born like that without innate desire for intimacy uh, so jesus was saying that it's possible to be born without an urge or desire for sex that people can uh, be prevented you know whether willingly or, 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 or willingly from engaging in sex and people can also uh, willingly elect not to engage in sexual activities and their lives will still be balanced they will be emotionally balanced, they will be sane, and they will be okay to live a fulfilling life. So Jesus explained that uh, though marriage may seem like the easiest way to get companionship, not everyone can and will get their companionship through marriage. Some, like monks, eunuchs, are perfectly fine without it. Um, If you read the, the, the Word of God, you see that Paul portrayed himself in that manner and even encouraged other people to be like himself and saying that, look, if you can, uh, you can do it. He, he said, I'm doing this just because of ministry. I want to focus. I, I don't want to be encumbered, uh, So I'm just forging ahead. And you received grace for it. So remember that Jesus himself lived three years on earth as a single man. He lived a rich and fulfilling life with his disciples and other close companions. So he had disciples, he had companions, he, he had love, fellowship, and help but he was not married. Uh, We don't know much about the Apostle Paul. Uh, The the only thing we knew was what he said about his life. Uh, We don't know much about his personal life before his conversion, but once he became a missionary, he lived a single life, uh, was a single man throughout his missionary journey. In fact, he encouraged anyone who could do so like I said before, to stay for the sake of the gospel—that that you read that in First Corinthians seven, uh, verse seven to eight—that was the scripture I was talking about earlier. Uh, this is said because he understood that the rigors and dangers of missionary work at that time did not lend itself to domestic life and domestic responsibilities. It's easy to understand why being a missionary in those times uh, was easy. For a single person, because you have to take a lot of trips. Uh, and rather than marry and neglect your companion and not take responsibility for your family, Paul decided uh, to overlook marriage and just moved on uh, with his missionary work and his journeys. However, let's also remember that there were apostles like Peter and James, the brother of Christ, who were married and still served God wholeheartedly uh, to the best of their ability. I point this out uh, to say that you can serve God and be fulfilled uh, with your calling, uh, whether you are married or single. Uh, I I, want you to have that at the back of your mind. Now, the big question, am I supposed to be single? I mean, single all my life. Am I supposed to be like Jesus and Paul? Or can I be like Peter and James? Interesting question. Uh, This is very simple. Do you earnestly desire to be married? That's my question for you. Do you earnestly desire to be married? If your answer is yes, then uh, that is God's given desire. It's God given desire to you. God does not put desires in our heart to tease us or to punish us. He is not wicked. He says it repeatedly in his word that he delights in giving us the desires of our hearts. Uh, On the other hand, the Bible refers to uh, the gift of singleness. People who have the gift don't pine for marriage. They are not constantly burdened with sexual orgies. They may feel something once in a while, but it's not a compelling feeling. Uh, They are able to build rich and rewarding relationships with the ties I mean, sorry, without the, the the ties of romance or you know unquenchable hunger for romance. If from the time you were small, all you could think about was your wedding, <laughs> your spouse. Some people even have a, a, an image of the kind of dress they they will wear on their wedding day, and whether it's a destination wedding or you know the theme of the wedding. If from the time you were young you already themed your wedding and you had all kinds of ideas of how things were going to pan out in that area uh you know uh, you had ideas of how many children you would have it's very safe to assume that you do not have the gift of singleness in the same vein if sex is a major factor for you you long to be with someone intimately and you love romance and all you know that that that, that, that come with it you, you, you do not have the gift of singleness. Let's settle it. So my admonition for you is go ahead, look for somebody to marry. Even Paul, while advocating for people to be single, to enhance the work of God, was quick to say that nobody should put him or herself under stress or the stressful sexual deprivation. It's better to marry than to burn with passion. That was the way he put it. Uh, don't put yourself under unnecessary stress. Uh, if you know this is not working for you, it's time to have a rethink and focus on how you're going to get married and pray about it because God answers prayers. Okay. So if you you never really desire marriage, you you dream more of missions, travel, adventures, uh, taking risk or decisions that you know a spouse will not easily accept, you might have the gift of singleness. Can I say that again? You might have the gift of singleness. If that's you, don't let anyone pressure you into marriage. Society does not determine your purpose. God does. If he has equipped you uh, with the ability to be single and satisfied, then enjoy it. And live your life to the fullest. Sometimes the gift of singleness lasts for a season. I know of people who were apostles and missionaries for the greater part of their lives but who retired in their 50s and 60s and eventually got married. Uh, So uh, things may change over time. We still need to keep it open but while it lasts You need to put your best into it, enjoy the gift of God, the gift of singleness, and pour yourself into your life and live a fulfilling life. So, uh, for such people, while they were working and traveling the world, they they didn't yearn for marriage or family. But once their assignment was done, the desire for marriage arose and God, being faithful, provided them with spouses to live uh, the rest of their life with. So, singles... This is a good time to warn you that you should ensure that the person you want to marry is the marrying type. Don't accidentally marry someone who has no desire for sexual intimacy and uh, marital companionship and romance and all that stuff. The person you are in a courtship with should desire you spirit, soul, and body and must find pleasure in companionship. Uh, I also wanted to note that you don't need to have sex to know that someone desires you sexually. So don't go about testing (laughs) sexual waters under the guise of ensuring that the person isn't a eunuch. You know when somebody is not a eunuch. I mean, they want to hold your hand. uh, They want to give you a peck. They want to argue. You know, sometimes the hug may even be excessive. So you know that this person uh, is feeling you. Uh, We don't have to go all the way uh, to know that Uh, uh, they they have that feeling Uh, the bottom line is this if you desire marriage and it hasn't happened yet hang in there trust God to give you the desires of your heart don't get impatient or fall into despair or desperation God is faithful someone special uh, is for you and God is going to send that person your way if you feel that you may have the gift of singleness there's nothing wrong with you. Ensure you don't isolate yourself, make meaningful connections and serve God with passion. All right, so to the third and last category of people, you're married but you're second guessing uh, the basis for this marriage and you are maybe telling yourself, am I really supposed to be married or is this guy or lady supposed to be married because the way he or she is behaving it's like, maybe I married somebody who is supposed to be a Enoch or something like that. Uh, I may be smiling, but don't think I'm laughing at you. I'm just, I'm just uh, I, from the depth of my heart, I just feel how that can be a bit confusing. You know, uh, uh, This is my, my take on that. I, I need you uh, to see uh, that because you prayed, you followed through, and you are now married. Marriage is full of sometimes ups and downs. Uh, we have the valley experience and the mountaintop experience. Maybe you're just going through a valley experience. Maybe there are things that you need to straighten out with your spouse. Anytime you come to the place of second-guessing your marriage, or the you know, or the whether your spouse is interested or not, it may not be a root issue that will make you rethink or think of dissolving the entire marriage it may just be one or two things you know that you need to change you know we say uh little angels swing big doors when you look into those little angels you you know also uh, the scripture says that uh little little foxes you know spoil the the, the the vine so when the vine is not the way it's supposed to be we check the little things it may not be that you, maybe your spouse is currently being irritated by something maybe a behavior maybe something in their own personal life uh that is taking their mind off intimacy or of companionship, and you, now you're feeling alone. It's a good time for you to engage in critical conversations with them that can help them onboarding and help them release what is in their heart. And if it's about you, you just need to think about it again. Maybe the responsibility of of, of, of marital life is becoming uh, too exhausting for you, you need to ask God for grace and you need to rearrange your life, uh, Re reimagine your life and think about the fun that you have always envisaged. Think about all your dreams about marriage and tell yourself it is still possible. I may be going through a phase. uh, There's no season that lasts forever. And the God who brought us into this relationship can always help us to revamp it and to bring fun, love, and joy back into the relationship. I hope this has been helpful to you. Uh, Please remember to share this podcast with your friends. And uh, uh, do also hit the subscribe button. That's very important. Until the next podcast, uh, may your marriage and relationships be sweet.